Massive demonstrations have swept the Islamic Brotherhood from power in Egypt. Morsi was voted in by 13 million votes and ousted by 14 million demonstrators. In the end, it was the country's powerful military which removed Morsi from office and dissolved parliament. Many are calling this a military coup and a return to the days of Mubarak when the military essentially ruled Egypt. Welcome to Bible in the News. Daniel 4 verse 17. This matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basest of men. In Daniel 2 verse 21. And he changeth the times and the seasons, he removeth kings and setteth up kings, he giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. When the reality of Morsi's Muslim Brotherhood-based government began to be worked out, an Islamic constitution curtailing, curtailing civil rights, more power to the president, and discriminating against women, many Egyptians realized they were headed for an Islamic dictatorship and took to the streets before it was too late. Had the Muslim Brotherhood infiltrated and took over the police and army, demonstrations would have done little. At the same time, under Morsi's government, the economy had gone from bad to worse. Now that the nation has seen what a Muslim Brotherhood-based government will do, it seems unlikely that they would vote them back in again, were they to regroup and run in the next elections. For decades, the ultimate goal of the Muslim Brotherhood has been a return to the restoration of the Caliphate. The election of the Brotherhood in Egypt was an unprecedented gain for them, but now the pendulum has swung in the other direction, and they are in a worse situation. There will be counter-demonstrations or even terrorism, or the Muslim Brotherhood may regroup and attempt to win elections again, but it seems unlikely that any of these would bring them back to power again. Having the Muslim Brotherhood in power were, cer were certainly not good for Israel, or the United States for that matter. The Brotherhood has deep-rooted anti-Semitism and could hardly be called pro-West. As soon as the new interim president was appointed, the Brotherhood outlandishly claimed he was Jewish. The Egyptian peace treaty with Israel, which has been called the cornerstone of peace in the region, was in jeopardy. Yet Egypt had not moved away from the circle of influence of the West and is still dependent on aid from America. As we look for the fulfilling of Bible prophecy, it will be significant if Egypt moves even closer to the West. It will take some time for things to settle down in Egypt, but the general direction is dictated by the purpose of God. Bible students have been watching events in Egypt with interest for well over a hundred years. In the 1980 Milestones publication, Graham Pierce commented with interest on the then-recent move of Egypt out of the sphere of influence of the USSR into the arms of the West. He wrote on page 56 and 57. So, in the broadest terms, with the disappearance of Iran as the foundation of U.S. policy in the Middle East, Egypt is the chosen replacement, and the Bible long ago put on record that Iran... Persia was to belong to the Northern Confederacy, and that at the time of the end there would be a South Power equivalent to the original Egyptian South Power of the Ptolemies. So we, we should expect Egypt to be definitely involved. Egypt is of great strategic value because it commands the vital sea link between the Mediterranean and the Gulf. And so it has come to pass. 
all in harmony with the outline in the prophetic record of a north power and a south power relative to the land of Israel at the time the Lord Jesus inter interferes in the affairs of the world. End quote. Graham Pierce is referring to the prophecies of Ezekiel 38 and Daniel 11, which go hand in hand. Daniel chapter 11 draws a parallel between the ancient divided Greek empire and the situation in the last days. Daniel's prophecy only concerns itself with the times when there were Jews in the land of Israel and is viewed from that perspective, as if one was in the land speaking in terms relative to the land of Israel and the Greek power to the north, called by Daniel the king of the north, and the Greek power to the south, called the king of the south. These two ancient feuding world powers would be typical of the time when the regathered Jews would dwell upon the mountains of Israel in the midst of the land, as Ezekiel describes in chapter 38. Daniel 11 verse 40 introduces the time of the end, saying, And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him. The time or era of the time of the end is further defined at the beginning of Daniel chapter 12. At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake." From this we understand that the time of the end is the era when Israel will be delivered. There will be a tremendous time of trouble for the nation such as never was, and the faithful dead will be raised up and judged. The time of the end would also be characterized by two feuding world powers, one to the north of the land of Israel and one to the south. The king of the south would push at him the king of the north. The word push is a Hebrew reflexive verb form and has the idea of contending with, as two animals would push at each other with their horns. So in Green's translation, below the verb in the Hebrew text, he places the meaning, shall engage in butting, capturing the full sense of the verb. Ezekiel 38 also outlines two dominant world powers, one led by Russia encompassing Europe and allied with Iran, Ethiopia, and Libya, and another group of trading nations allied with Sheba and Dedan, the Arab nations on the Arabian Peninsula. These are the king of the north and the king of the south. Egypt will ultimately be with the, <clears throat> with the king of the south, when the king of the north comes like a whirlwind and Egypt is overthrown. Daniel 11, verses 42 and 43. And he shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape, but he shall have power over the treasures of gold and of silver and over all the precious things of Egypt. Today there is great instability directly to the north and south of the nation of Israel. The two nations that led the wars against Israel in 1967 and 1973 are in weak situations. Syria is in the midst of a brutal civil war. The country is in ruins. Egypt has just undergone another revolution and faces a continued, continued period of demonstrations, instability, and unrest. The Shiite terror organization Hezbollah, which is backed by Iran and has used Lebanon as a base to attack Israel, has thrown its forces behind Bashar Assad, who is from a small Shiite sect. 
More than ever, there is a greater divide in the Muslim world between the Shiites and the Sunnis. Those Muslim nations that are listed with the king of the south, power, are predominantly Sunni, and those with the king of the north are predominantly Shiite. It seems unlikely, then, that the rebels will succeed in Syria, but that the Shiite forces will ultimately prevail. However, whichever way the civil war turns, Syria will remain with the king of the north. In the process, Hezbollah may be decimated, helping to lead to the situation of peace in the land of Israel spoken of in Ezekiel 38. The current massive upheavals in the Middle East could lead to a more clearly marked division between the king of the north nations and those allied with the king of the south. We could also see things move closer to the situation described in Ezekiel, where the regathered Jews dwell safely without walls, bars, and gates. These developments are all significant as we watch the scene being set for the great day of God Almighty, and none of them need occur before the Lord Jesus Christ returns. We know that we are on the very verge of that event taking place. Join us on Bible in the News again next week, God willing, at www.bibleinthenews.com. This has been David Billington with you.